0: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Made New. I'm your host, uh, Drew Wilson. Um, So before we get started on today's uh, message of encouragement, um, I just want to start off uh, telling you guys a little bit about myself. Um, As most of you are probably aware, this podcast is a new podcast. I just recently started it. Um, My purpose uh, in starting this podcast was Um, I I really feel as if um, probably the past 10 years of my life have been um, pretty dramatic. Uh, I've been through uh, quite a few um, sequence of events uh, that has brought me to where I'm at today. Um, I can tell you with uh, a great deal of confidence that uh, God has shown me a tremendous amount of mercy um, and just his dealings toward me and with me and um, and getting me to again where i 'm at today and um as I was uh just contemplating life and um, just uh, where i 'm at, um, my wife is uh pregnant with our first child, and um, just a, a lot of exciting things happening. I really just uh felt uh, an inclination to to start this podcast as an opportunity for me to kind of share. Um, with listeners like you, um, just my, my life story, uh, words of encouragement and just really just, uh, taking advantage of every opportunity that we can to, to go into God's word and, and find encouragement and and most importantly, uh, find uh, a deeper, um, passion to, to want to seek after, uh, Christ. And, uh, so that's really my hope and my prayer as, uh, as I continue to make episodes uh, for this podcast is that you would really find a deeper walk with God and uh, that this podcast would really point you in that direction to want to uh, seek Christ in a in a deeper way. I know uh, for myself, that's always a struggle. That's always a battle. There's always uh, something in life that has a tendency to uh, pull me away or distract me or, um, cause me to, uh, want to prioritize things above my walk with God. But really the truth is, is that, uh, nothing in this life, uh, should ever be more important than, uh, than seeking Jesus. And I feel like that that's a pretty common struggle for, for a lot of people. Um, I feel like I'm not the only Christian, um, who, who struggles with, uh, with this. And, um, you know, so I want to walk with you guys and, um, Encourage you guys as you uh, um come along with me on this journey, and uh, you know I want you guys to know right off the bat that I'm not any great theologian. I'm not a not a pastor. I'm just uh just an average somebody like you who is uh, out living life, and uh, I truly just have a desire to to seek God in a greater capacity. So, um, I hope that's your cry. I hope that's your desire because it's definitely mine. And um, again, I just want to invite you to come along with me on this journey um, and uh, walk with me and, uh, and, and we can do this together. So uh, before we uh, dive into today's um, um, word of encouragement, uh, I just want to share with you quick a quote um, from a guy by the name of Rex B. Andrews. He was a minister in the uh, Zion faith homes out of uh, Illinois. Um, the faith homes are... Uh, currently no longer um, operational um, they, they it does still exist, but it 's not operational like it used to be um, and there 's a long history behind the the faith homes but nonetheless, uh, I feel like this quote from Rexby Andrews is very applicable to um, to the direction i 'm trying to go uh, both with today 's uh, message and uh, this podcast. Um, it starts off like this: the most foolish person in the world is the one who has the opportunity to read, absorb, digest, live in, be immersed in worship reading the Bible, but doesn't do it because of preoccupation with other things of this world. It gives me the creeps and the chills almost as it becomes plainer to me in the immense incalculable loss which even the children of God are incurring for one thing via wasting their time on the flesh desired and mind desired things of the modern world, instead of being immersed in the Bible as the very home of the soul, Rex B. Andrews. So if you're like me, um, I find that to be very convicting. Um, because the truth is, is, uh, I'm very easily preoccupied with other things. And, um, A lot of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because I feel like it's an opportunity to, in a sense, kind of force me to do the very thing that my flesh doesn't want to do. Um, You know, the Bible says that the flesh opposes the spirit and the spirit opposes the flesh and the two are always at war within us. And uh, I think it's very important that uh, as Christians, um, we seek every opportunity to make war with our flesh. I feel like uh, so often, um, as Christians, it's not that our um, desires are um, uh, too strong, but rather they're too weak because we are so easily satisfied with temporary pleasures of this world instead of seeking that satisfaction that can only be found in Jesus Christ. And the truth is, is that in order to nurture that relationship, you know, it, it has to be um, immersed in a in a life of prayer and um reading the word of god um i mean obviously not everybody has um you know an immense amount of time every single day uh to do that although i feel like um whatever is most important to us uh you know we we have a tendency to make time for and i think it could be said about all of us that you know we could make more time to do that which is important to us and if seeking God is important then we'll find time but then again we all have jobs we all have families we all have lives and uh you know um I feel like we just need to take advantage of every opportunity that we can uh to seek God through his word and through prayer and uh a lot of why I wanted to start this podcast is to do just that kind of force me to get into the word to get into the bible and and seek God and 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 um, take an opportunity to encourage somebody else, um, like the the Bible says in Hebrews: uh, encourage one another daily, lest your heart become hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Um, so that's what I want to do today. Again, I just want to thank everybody for for joining in and listening. Um, so uh, my name is uh, Drew Wilson, um, and again, I will be your host. And uh, I hope again you just you find these messages to to be encouraging and. Um, that there's just at least one thing that you can take away from from each one that would be applicable to, to your walk with God and where you're at. So um, I've titled uh, this message in the beginning. Um, why I've titled it that uh, is because I feel like um, – while there are so many uh, great things in the bible from old testament to new testament i i feel like uh it's befitting as uh you know a new podcast in in my very first episode um you know it's a new thing and i feel like uh starting in the book of genesis uh, where it all began is also befitting so um i want to specifically start um with chapter 3 uh, where the temptation and the fall of man transpired. Um, but before that, I just want to kind of bounce back to chapter two. And my my goal and where I want to get at is this, this one event, this one critical event that took place. I feel like a lot of people have questions about everything that took place. Um, and I feel like for a lot of people uh, – because they don't really know how to answer uh, some hard questions, it it really causes them to just wonder about things that uh, maybe causes them to doubt their faith or to doubt God or even just question God, you know, about certain things. And um, although I don't have all the answers and I never will, um, I have been blessed with um, a lot of good spiritual leaders in my own walk with the Lord down through the years that have helped me to understand some of these, uh, things about scripture, and um I hope that today I can kind of give some of that to you and share some of that with you to help you better understand uh some things that happen in the book of genesis so uh today's primary focus is going to be on temptation um and and asking some hard questions like what is temptation um did did God create evil um, Where did evil come from and if God knew that Adam and Eve were gonna sin. Then, then why even go through all the, the hassle to create them? Um, so these are some of the questions. Those are just examples, but those are some of the questions that I am going to attempt through God's word uh, to answer today. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, so... Um, as many of you already know, if you are familiar with the book of Genesis, the first, uh, couple of chapters talks about, uh, the creation of the, of the earth, um, uh, the creation of, um, of man and, um, what life was, uh, like in the garden. Um, we have in chapter two, starting in verse eight, um, where God planted the garden. There's a brief description there. Um, and, uh, so we're going to, again, just jump to um, the later part of chapter two. And I just want to uh, bring your attention quickly uh, to verse 18, where, um, where God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. So the first thing I want to point out is um, everything up until this point, God has said it is good. But then you see here, like this is like the first, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's the first time that God says it is not good. It's like the first crisis um, in the Bible where everything up until this point, everything God created, the light, the birds, um, Adam, uh, everything up until this point, God says it is good and God blessed it. But then here in verse 18, it says, and God said, it is not good that man should be alone. And what I find fascinating is that God uses the word alone. He says, it's not good that man should be alone. Whereas, was Adam really alone? Because after all, he was with with God, the creator of heaven and earth. I mean, think about it. Adam, just been created and he is in this magnificent garden. I'm sure it had to have been probably the most incredible thing any eye has ever seen as far as the natural is concerned. I mean, this garden that wasn't tainted with sin, it wasn't tainted with corruption. I, I mean, sometimes I wonder, were there even weeds there? I mean, um, you know, just this garden that was just created by God himself and and then Adam is brought into this picture and um and and God and and God placed Adam there with the sole purpose that he would tend and keep it as stated in verse 15 and uh and then God says it's not good that man should be alone and so the reason why I want to bring your attention to that is because I think it's so important to understand that not only is our relationship with God absolutely crucial as Christians. But there's a lot of emphasis here on how important it is to have relationships with other people. And not only should that be important to us, but it's also very important to God because God says that man should not be alone and I will make him a helper comparable to him. So I think God is saying here that, hey, look, I want to I wanna create for Adam, somebody that he can relate to on a more natural level, in a sense. I want to create for him somebody that will provide a, a source of uh, comfort, a source of um, a pleasure, a, a, a source of uh, of just uh, somebody to keep him from, from being lonely, in a sense. And although God is all of those things and so much more, I think it's also important that to a certain degree, um, God created other people, uh, for, to be comparable with, with us. So, you know, if you're ever wondering, you know, um, you know, are relationships with other people important, absolutely. And I think that's clearly stated here in verse 18. Um, so again, a lot more that could be said about that too, but I just wanted to point that out, Um, So now going back up even a little bit further to verse 16, it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you do eat of it you shall surely die. So one thing that's fascinating about this is that God gives a direct command and he says, Of every tree of the garden you can freely eat. None none in the garden is off limits to you except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And I want to put this out there real quick, and we will come back to this, but I want you to take note that in uh, fast forwarding to chapter 3, it says, uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 2, and the woman said, uh, sorry, uh, chapter three, verse one. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, 'You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And what's so interesting is that chapter three says that the serpent was more cunning and then no less does that word cunning get used. And then you find that uh, this serpent takes what God said in chapter 2 where they could eat of every tree of the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But now the serpent here is saying, has God indeed uh, said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So right off the bat, we see where God makes a statement with an exclamation point. The serpent takes that statement of what God has said And he turns it into a question mark and twists the words and um, plants that deception within the woman to not only doubt what God had said, because it was so close to what God had said, but yet he tainted it just enough to where it possibly caused Eve to doubt, well, I don't know what God actually said because I thought he said, but now this serpent is telling me something different. And I just find that fascinating that it doesn't matter. And even to this day, um, if you are struggling with temptations of any kind, I, I can almost guarantee that you can trace it back to one thing. At some point in your walk, whether it was something you did, something that you gave yourself uh, over to, or maybe it was just a lie that you listened to in your own heart, um, you know, at one point, that lie revolved around taking what God said and turning it into a question mark that somewhere has caused you to doubt and question what God has already said. And I would just want you to be encouraged that if you look to God's word, if you look to this truth that God has given each and every single one of us, you can find the absolute truth of what God has already said. Um, to help combat those lies of the serpent and replace it with truth of God's word. Um, so, okay, so going back. Um, so we find in verse 16 again of chapter two, and the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. Now I want to stop there. And I want to ask a question. Of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, what made the tree a tree of knowledge of good and evil? Again, I'll ask it one more time. What made this tree different from all the rest? What made it a tree of knowledge of good and evil? So much to the point that if they ate of it, they would die. Maybe not a physical death, but a spiritual death, a, a separation from God that would result of disobeying. And I don't know if any of you have ever asked this question, but I think it's a very important question to ask, what made this tree evil? Because often I feel like some people blame God as being the creator or the inventor of evil because he placed this tree of knowledge of good and evil in the garden. And I think it's important to seek an answer for that. So I'm not going to touch on the, where evil started, um, because that will be another topic for another day. Um, but I think it's important to note that evil started with, um, a high archangel called Lucifer who became full of himself. Essentially saw his beauty one day in the mirror and, um, rose up and tried to, um, take the place of God in heaven. And as a result, um, Lucifer, and I believe the Bible says one third of the angels were cast out of, um, out of heaven. And, um, that is where evil originated. Um, it was not something that God did. It was not something that originated from God because, um, God is good, and God is just, and um, God cannot even look at evil so much to the point that he had to look away when Jesus was on the cross because of of how it it broke his heart to see the sin of the world being um, carried upon the very um, shoulders of of his son, his only begotten son jesus christ and um, so we know that evil did not originate from God, and here. Um, we see that uh, this tree of knowledge of good and evil is there in the garden in the midst of of Adam and Eve and um, what made it a tree of knowledge of good and evil well one answer I believe to that question is the fact that God said the Lord God commanded man saying of every tree of the garden you may freely eat But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. So right there, we see that God clearly says the tree of knowledge you shall not eat of. And that right there was God giving Adam and Eve a direct commandment. And it was the disobedience, the rebellion against God, God's commandment that made that tree of knowledge, that that tree of knowledge of good and evil, just that. So my point is, is that God often provides us with so many opportunities to say yes to him. And those opportunities most of the time, if not all of the time, come through temptation. And we know out of um, uh, the New Testament and the book of, um, I believe it's, um, uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but in the book of, I'm gonna have to go to it now. You just turn there real quick. I believe it's going to be the book of James. Um, we know um, that James says, uh, let's see here, book of James. All right, just trying to turn to that scripture. All right, so the book of James chapter 1, starting in verse 12, Blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. So right here, we clearly see that temptation in and of itself is not sin, but it's the choice to give into that temptation that when conceived, it gives birth to sin, and going back to the book of Genesis, I want, I want you guys to really understand that with me that um, the tree of knowledge of good and evil was not uh, God's way of tempting Adam and Eve. It was God's way of providing an opportunity for Adam and Eve to say yes to him. And, and by doing so, every time they would say yes to God uh, and choose God over something else, that could potentially take the place of God. They would essentially enter into a deeper knowledge of the character of God because they would um they are provided an opportunity to partake of God's goodness and when they partake of God's goodness um the the fruit, the result is a deeper knowledge of that goodness. It's kind of like um if you've never um had a steak before or or think of your your favorite food. If you've never if you've never had a Uh, a certain type of food before you don't even know what it tastes like because you've never had it Uh, so maybe it can't even be your favorite but it has the potential to be your favorite depending on whether or not you like it but think of think of a food you've never tried before you don't know what it tastes like because you've never tried it but the second you try it you now know what it what it tastes like and the result is, is that you have a, a deeper knowledge now of, of what that food is or maybe you might be able to um, taste a few things that could give you an idea of, of what it's made of um, and so on. And, and the more you eat of it, then the more memorable that taste becomes to you. And I think it's important to realize that, um, number one, the tree was only a knowledge of good and evil um, because God put a command to Adam and Eve, saying, Do not eat, for in the day that you do, you shall surely die. And by them disobeying that commandment, their disobedience allowed them to um, obtain a knowledge of both good and evil. Um So You know, that's super important to understand, and it's also super important to understand that again, God was not trying to tempt anyone because God can't be tempted, nor is he tempted um by by sin. But uh we are we are tempted um when we are lured and enticed by our own desires and when we give in to those desires um that's when um sin is brought about so um so important to to grasp this because you see God Pouring out his love on creation from the very beginning, providing his creation the opportunity to choose him, to say yes to him, to to choose him, um, who is uh, the only one who can supremely satisfy uh, and and to choose him over the temporal pleasures of this world and I, i'm pretty sure that whatever was on that tree of of knowledge of good and evil it had to have been pretty enticing there there had to have been something that was attractive to the to the human eye that would would constantly try to um draw them to come and and partake of it um and uh but by saying no to that temptation and saying yes To obedience to god they would enter into a deeper knowledge of who god is and i think that is the the primary heart of god and we see that in the beginning of creation and we see that all throughout the rest of the bible that god is constantly seeking out to his creation calling out to them asking them to to come into his courts to to partake of his goodness to to taste and see that the lord is good and uh i i just i want um, everybody who is listening to this to to grasp that and to understand that because um, maybe you're going through something personal right now. Maybe, maybe you're struggling with pornography. Maybe you're struggling with lust. Maybe it's a drug addiction. Um, maybe you're struggling in your marriage. Whatever it is you're struggling with, I just want you to know that if you would take a step back from the situation and take a look at the situation you are going through and the temptations you are being faced with, Look at it as an opportunity to say yes to God, to seek God uh, for the answer, to seek God for the wisdom or just to seek God for God himself um, because ultimately that is what God is trying to do. He's trying to um, to provide you an opportunity to say yes to him and no to the temporal things of this world. And the truth is, is that if God did not provide an opportunity for Adam and Eve uh, to say yes to him or to say yes to something else, then it would have never have been a love relationship. Because the truth is, is that in every relationship, if if love is going to be a part of any relationship, there has to be a choice. And you see, if if God did not provide Adam and Eve with a choice, to choose then it would never have been a love relationship and I know some some may have a hard time hearing this, but the truth is is that in in today's world in in america um, if if an individual forces themselves on another individual unwillingly um, without consent, um, we call that rape, and god is is not a God who would do that to his creation because God is a God of love and And because God is a God of love, God provided Adam and Eve with an opportunity, a choice, uh, a chance to say yes to him or to choose something else. And even though um, God knew that Adam and Eve would choose um, disobedience um, because uh, of their human nature, um, God knew that and Was not caught off guard by it. And I think that's also so important to note that even though God, being God, knew that Adam and Eve would um, eventually sin and rebel and and disobey, He still chose to make them and He still chose to provide uh, a a form of redemption uh, for them. And, um, if, if you walk away with anything from today's message, I just, I just want you to be encouraged that, that if you are that individual who is struggling with a particular sin, um, I know a good portion of my life, I was not raised in the church. I was not raised in a good Christian home. Both of my biological parents were drug addicts and alcoholics. Um, I was not raised in a home where I was taught good morals or, or good ethics. Um, and, uh, you know, As a result, um, as I grew older and into my early uh, later teens and early 20s, um, there were a lot of habitual sins that I struggled with myself, pornography being one of them. And I I want you to know that if, if you are struggling with something of that nature, that look at every opportunity when temptation comes about as God knocking at your door and saying, Hey, I'm right here. Because the truth is, is that no temptation has overtaken us, none. And God is faithful. He provides a way of escape. If you choose to take that way, he's not going to force you. Just like he didn't force Adam and Eve uh, to, to say no to the, to the serpent's lies. He's not going to force you. And if you're expecting a miracle to take place without the willingness to do the hard thing, the difficult thing, and choose life over death, then you'll never obtain victory over any habitual sins. And and this is also so important because if you want to have victory, if you want to have victory over reoccurring temptations that continuously seem to cause you to fall back into old habits, um, you have to understand that God's grace is sufficient. And while God's grace is sufficient, God is not gonna force himself on you. He's not gonna force you to say no to something else when your actions say that you want that over him. But what God will do is God will provide an unlimited amount of grace that will always be at your disposal if you would choose to lean on his grace and allow him to provide that way of escape so he can prove to you just how faithful he is. But we have to make the choice to say yes, to surrender, to throw our hands up in the air and say, Jesus, all to you, I surrender. All to you, I freely give. If that's your heart's cry, I want you to know that God is at work in your heart. And that's the ultimate purpose here at Made New. Like like I said earlier, um, before I started all this, I'm not any great theologian. I'm not... Um, any great bible teacher i 'm just somebody like you um, who wants to continue to run after Jesus and and find a deeper walk with him, knowing that even right now, I have been made new, and that is the truth, my friends. you are made new in christ it doesn 't matter if you 're still struggling with old habits, God gets it he does and and though his heart is grieved every time you give in to that sin he 's not up there shaking his fist at you. Um, waiting for you to get your act together all he wants you to do is just to surrender see this bible has the, the bible has this thing that's called justification and sanctification and what made new this podcast is is all about is is my at least my hope and my heart's cry is that um, I myself and you would would get a deeper understanding of what it means to be instantly justified while still being a sinner and and that's what the cross displays that 's what kind of love God poured out um, on creation through the death and resurrection of his son Jesus Christ is that though we are still sinners. Christ died for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And friends, I want you to know that even way, way back before you and I were here today, the God who was the God of the book of Genesis and is the God of the whole entire Bible and is is the God of all creation is the same God who was working in your heart, the same God who provided an opportunity for Adam and Eve to choose him, even though they didn't, he still provided that opportunity. God today is providing opportunities for you and I to say yes to him. And if we will do that, the benefits that we will reap, the joys that we will experience, and and while there's so many benefits, there's so many joys, there's so many blessings God wants to give us, the ultimate blessing above all of that is Jesus himself. Brothers and sisters, I want, I want you to, to catch that. The ultimate blessing, the ultimate joy above every other blessing and joy that God could give is himself. And while we are called to partake of the blessings of God and, and to enjoy life and to um, enjoy all that God has given us, it's so important that we learn to enjoy him above all else. Because ultimately, we should never seek God as an end or as a means to an end, but we should seek God for God. And so um, I hope you guys were encouraged by today. Um, I hope uh, you at least got something out of this. Um, A lot of these podcasts. I'm going to try to get a little bit more organized, but I, I had a, a lot of stuff on my heart I wanted to share with you guys. So I'm sorry if I was a little bit all over the place. Like I said, I'm not any big theologian. I, I've listened to a lot of messages from a lot of other uh, people on on these podcasts, and uh, that was partly what inspired me to, to start this podcast. Um, so although I may not be as uh, organized um, as some of them, um, it is definitely my heart's desire that... Uh, you know, you guys would at least still get something out of this. And um, I'm always open to any type of constructive criticism or uh, encouragement from you um, as I continue to, to make these episodes and uh, appreciate any feedback. Um, and also, please feel free um, as uh, as I make more podcasts and go through scripture, please feel free to, to go through and search the scriptures yourselves. And, um, you know, uh, just confirm that everything i'm sharing is true and right um there's there's no harm in that Uh, i i I want you to go into the scriptures i want you to get into the bible more if you're one of those people that's like myself um, that's what we need to do we 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 need to uh say to ourselves uh not that i have to go read the bible but because of jesus i get to go read the bible i get to go read scriptures i get to go commune and talk with the king of kings and the lord of lords um and uh so I would I'm gonna wrap this uh episode up today again. I hope all of you have been encouraged. I hope something good came out of this message today that um is encouraging and inspiring to you. Um, may the Lord bless you and um may his face continually shine upon you and uh and uh, yeah. So God bless all of you guys and um until we get a chance to talk again. Uh, this has been uh, Drew Wilson, your your host here on Made New. God bless you, everyone. Bye bye.